Look at what it says here. It says, And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, which means the burnt offering, and has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And verse 10, And has made unto us kings and priests, and we shall reign in life. And after some time, in the next chapter, that book was opened, the seals were removed. And angels began to do powerful things there. So the question is, it says, I waited, he put a new song. What was the song, David? David was singing about the sacrifice of Jesus before it happened. That's why you find that the Psalms is messianic. Which means he was, most of the prophecies about Jesus are in the Psalms. He was praising God for a sacrifice that had not yet happened. He was saying, I saw the Lord before. Do you understand what I'm saying here? He was saying, you will not suffer my soul to see corruption. He sang about how they parted his garments. Sang about things. Now we have it today. David was singing about something to come. We are singing about what has happened. Do you get what I'm saying here? Now I want to show you what happens when that book is opened. When that book is opened unto you, then God starts writing the laws in your heart. In other words, when he opens it to you and you start seeing the word of God, you start seeing where you have made mistakes. You are facing a situation and he starts showing you. He says, listen, I will write my laws in your heart, but also remember your sins and iniquities will I remember no more. You are now coming into what is called the knowledge of the truth. Remember, it says, if they continue with him, it says, then shall you know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Let me tell you a story somebody said, and I'll also say, say it here. All right, because we pray for me. All right, I mean, she used to be in this church. She and her husband, they relocated. They, he went to Oxford, and he got, he got, you know, it's very fun. He went to Oxford, and she was telling me this. And graduated, and he works in a place where only Oxford or Cambridge people, all right, top, top fan. But he, she told me something. Said, when they were going to take him into Oxford, you will not believe this. Said, when the professor sat him down, they said, all right, we've seen your degrees. But what we're interested in, this thing you are facilitating called YPB, Platform Booth Camp, that's what we want to know about. That is what has fascinated us. It was the facilitator of platform boot camp that drew the attention of professors in Oxford. Even when his guys were going to hire him, they said, leave it. He said, this thing, how do you gather? That's why we're saying if you do things with the right heart, it will open up doors where we can reward you. But she told me a story. She used to tell me that they got a very good job and lived in an area where, where people like her like this, don't live there. Alright? So, they were the only ones that were living there. And so there was this lady that just used to trouble, so their friends would come, alright, they lived on top, she lived beneath, their friends would come. Okay? Friends would come here. I'm talking about opening the book now. Friends would come for, so let's say Christmas. And the woman was like, what's going on here? Trouble them, knock on the door, write letter, do all of that. And started getting angry. said, one time, this is why I said people that, you know, you're cursing your enemies. It's not part of this thing. All right, let them die. 
that you are in an office. Somebody is doing something wrong. You must die. That seat, fire will burn that seat till you cannot see. Now, I want to show you something. Now, you say it worked. Yes, it may work. Because witchcraft works. And a Christian can practice witchcraft. Do you get what I'm saying? It can work. You can call fire. They can. You can. Alright? But I've told you. The day you to do your own and they call fire, you will be born into it. Alright? So. Alright? So, she one day sat down and said, God, you know what? For this woman to be this aggressive, something was wrong. She said, something is wrong. Maybe a man broke her heart because she was alone in her 50s and she's angry and resentful. Maybe she's even ill and I don't know. And that is creating certain complications. Maybe some other thing has happened. That instead of just praying and saying, I'm getting angry, God, I'm going to spend time praying for her, for her healing, for her emotional, and start praying for her. She said to me, Pastor, we started praying for her well-being. In other words, you can have somebody in your life, you don't know what happened to the person. You can be in a marriage and you're fighting with a person. You don't know whether the person was injured or abused as a child. That may be what is happening. Not, you know, what, you know, you can be, all right. So she said, pray. She said, you will not believe what happened. She said, this lady went into her garden and caught expensive flowers, brought them in a broker and gave it to us. Ah, she thought it was fluke. Next week again, she brought flowers. Then started getting their post for them. You know, when they bring the post, she'll keep them and all of that. Asking them, how are you well? Uh, are you guys well? And everything. Said, we are very close now. And all of the friction was gone. The book was opened. And God showed her. You are not even showing that woman love. What happened again? Let me tell you this story. I was sharing this with a friend and he told me, he said, don't you remember what Brother Copeland said? And then there was a scripture I was telling him, I was telling a friend here, because you learn things either by directly seeing them yourself, which means you have an intellectual experience of it. By observation, you see somebody practice something, you learn it. Or by experience, which means you experience something. He told me, he said, do you remember what Copeland, because preparing for ICPML, wanted to pray for ministers. And I just, I, I went to read that scripture again. Paul said, pray for us that the word may have a free course. He didn't say pray that the word of God will have a free course from our lips. He said pray for us. In other words, we may be going through things that will not allow the word to have a free course. Alright? And listen, think about it. If you are just praying for a meeting, let them come and speak powerfully. You are using them. Brother Copeland said this. He said he was going for a meeting once. And the man he was going to preach for him, one of the most powerful stories I've heard, and said, Sir, I was praying for you about this meeting. He said, Is your wife, Sister Gloria, going to paint in a garage anytime soon? He said, Yes, yeah, she's about to do that this morning. He said, Can you tell her to stop? He said, There's a gas cylinder inside that garage. While I was praying, I had an open vision. And when the paint gets close to it, there will be an explosion and she'll be burnt. Copeland said, Exactly. He said, there is a cylinder. He said, I saw it in the spirit. Quickly he called her and told her to stop. He wasn't praying that God would just grant him a chance to bless them and go. 
he was praying for the welfare of Brother Copeland. Do you understand what I'm saying here? People deal with people and we can just be praying. You know, you can even be a pastor, you're just praying for people to come to church. You're not praying for the welfare and well-being of the people. That's what Job came to understand. He prayed, for, it wasn't that Job said, this is the key to get out of this. He prayed for his friends and that turned. So God begins, that's why I say when the book gets opened, there are things that you don't know, you haven't seen. Alright, that begins. I mean, as somebody, I, mean, I can't say it, I can't give a testimony because of the sensitive nature of it. But she's, I mean, for you to send me a message at 2.30 a.m., Right? Is it that something has happened? The only time you call me at 2.30 a.m. The first time somebody in this church called me at 2.30 a.m. Alright? I don't like those calls. Because it means there is a problem. If you get what I'm saying. So when you see it, your heart begins to beat. Alright? So I saw something today. I have to call you. Well, but she didn't call for She sent the testimony. So at least I knew it was testimony. Right? And... She had gone through things. She had even stopped coming to church because she said she was angry with God that things were not working. So one of my staff talked to her, encouraged her and all of that. She just sent me a message at 2.30 a.m. said, Pastor, quantum leap, quantum. I said, what? She said, listen, God, this God I'm afraid, pray for me. This God I'm afraid of him, pray for me, pray for me. She had been appointed, all right, into a, into a very sensitive place in government and the day before the day before there was no inclination how did she get it how she got it was and I just want to say she was saying that this God she said I didn't come to church for three months the day I came he said you turned she goes like you said you turned in my direction and just said something like who are you do you know talking about Job when he says do you know the treasures that are in snow said, and I held on to that, that God is bigger than me. So when God opens this book, I'm trying to tell you this. There are things you will see inside that book that he will write inside your heart and it will lead to your change. Alright? And what happened to her? I said, I held on to it and just changed my mind about God and just said, well, to cut a long story short, she just went a lady, she, in fact, she was doing business. She had gone back. The business had collapsed, you know. And so bad, said, Pastor, I didn't tell you how bad it was. He said, it was, we were at the end. I went back to GT Bank to ask for my job that I left eight years ago. I told the person there, even if it's to be a teller, I will take it. Just post me to Ghana or Rwanda so that the shame will not be too much. But I'll be counting money across the counter. That's how bad it is. She said, my destiny has just changed. Then she came out and somebody called her, can you assist us in doing this? She said, yes, I'll do it. Please give me the job. And just said, look, I'm looking for a job. And that one said, there's a coded job that has just been opened up. All right? And we need somebody now. Will you do this? She said, let me try. She went. This person I'm talking about, if I, if, I mean, you all know, if, if you say top four people in Nigeria in government, and had a one-on-one -on -one interview 12 midnight and said, it's you we want. But can your husband move? Can he said, everybody will move. I said, you mean they'll move? <laughs> she said, she said, there's nothing we are moving from because <laughs> it was then she told me, I said, you mean you will tell him to move? He said, Pastor, there was nothing. He said, in fact, because I said, we had separated. 
that it was your message that made us come back the week before. That we just prayed for ourselves. That we said there was nothing. He said, but my destiny has changed. Alright? Which means, if God opens this book and removes the seals, but to get there, you sing and you understand. Which is what? Job chapter 35. It says, and verse 9. This is what it says in Job 35. And verse 9. Five moments. It says, by reason of the most oppression, they make the oppressed to cry. They cry out by reason of the arm of the mighty, which means we are being oppressed. But none saith, where is God my maker? Who giveth songs in the night? Alright? Which means you should start singing about the sacrifice of Jesus in the night season. When everything is dark, sound it out with a trumpet that I cannot be conquered by this darkness because Jesus was slain that the book might be opened up. Do you get what I'm saying here? That I cannot sing it out. Alright? David will sing. Alright? And then he says, what's the next thing? He says, where is God my maker? He says, who teacheth us to be more than the beast? Alright, teacheth us more than the beast of the earth and maketh us wiser. In other words, the book gets open after the song. And it will start teaching. If you become wiser, it means you see how you are doing things yesterday that were not right. Are you following what I'm saying? It seems that you're saying that you're not right. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, I said this in the stuff. Well, I didn't preach here, so I'm going to say it here. That's it. Right? And somebody comes out, and you, you know, you know and, and, and some of these things, with, you know, in, in fact, they say the outer court is, uh, that's the outermost court is hope, the inner court is faith, and the holiest of all is love. So it's hope, faith, love. So it goes there, it's love there. Alright? Which means, it, a, and love is the greatest of all. And when you get there, it's that, it's that message of love. I talked about somebody, alright, who, 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 I mean, that's why when people do things, I, I mean, some of you could even have nannies here. You've never prayed for the nanny. Right? They don't pray for nanny. It's your children you are praying for. Yet, you say that they are born again. You said nobody can do nanny without being born again. So are you born again? Yes, they are born again. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Pray in tongues. Yes. After that. But no compassion. You don't believe that that nanny can one day become president of Nigeria. If God opened your eyes to show you that this person will be president, you know you will treat that person differently. You know that they will be different when you treat the person. Which means the way you treat the person shows your expectation over the life of that person. God says to you, have you ever prayed? Alright? I mean, there was this man, this teacher who was in the class. And the teacher told the story. I just thought, I'm trying to get compassion. So you stop firing arrows at your enemies. What is required is that you go before the presence with a song and God opens your eyes to what is written in the book and he makes you. That's why John said, if we say we have no sin, we lie. And the truth is not in us. When truth is revealed, you realize the, your own mistakes in the light. Right? The truth, no, no. It says, but if we confess, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. That's why I believe, and I'll close with the message here, the way we taught righteousness is wrong. 
There was, listen, I know I'm saying there was a man of God, I'm just called in, in, abroad. He said, Look, he said, some of the problems going on in church in Nigeria, he said, they have adopted a doctrine that is not accurate. He said, And that doctrine came from America, it is not. And so what happens is people believe that when I say I'm the righteousness of God and you are in a state where they don't even... I'm going to close the scripture. I was told when, I was a, when God born again, I don't pray this thing in the Psalms. That no, 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 you are now the righteousness of God in Christ and it's almost like you are in a state so people don't even understand what's going on again. And God is the one who says, I want to be at work in you both to will and to do of my own good pleasure in answer to prayer. We are not allowing him. Alright, because people have this arrogant thing, you know, well, we're in this, we're in that, alright, and it's beginning, people are beginning to ask questions and it's beginning to show. Right? There is no country in the world that prays like Nigeria. Pure research shows that Nigeria has 95% prayer going on by the population. 95%. There is no country, the second country that is close to it is 84 so you have to ask yourself, why is there so much prayer and so much corruption? How can they sit down? It's because the book is not open before them. Because the minute the book is opened, you will see clearly that this is going to be your end. So there must be something. And he told, she told the story there. She said, and you say, it's not about taking say, it's the enemy on the outside. So you are looking for demons everywhere. Now, so, she told the story of this t- teacher who told the students that there was a man, she said, I want you to tell me this, there was a man in a boat with his wife. The boat fell over, was capsized, and they brought a lifeboat. There was only space for one person, and the man pushed his wife into the sea and jumped into the lifeboat. And the wife shouted at the husband as she was going to death. Said, so what did the woman say to the man? First boy put up his hand. She said, I hate you, you this wicked man. Second one put up his hand. She said this. The third boy said, I think I know what you said, ma'am. Said what? He got up. Her words were, make sure you take care of the children. Just do that for me. The teacher said, you are correct. How do you know? Now, I'm trying to tell you something. Because when you see people behave in certain ways, you may not know what is behind and that's what that girl I learned from her when she said she prayed for that lady. When the boy said, you see, my mother was sick and diagnosed with a terminal condition. And my father took us on the last day she was going to die. And she was there. And she looked up and her lads was my father. Well, just do this for me. Make sure you take care of the children. And gave her last breath and died. So I believe that that's what that woman said. The teacher said, you are right. That the woman was diagnosed with cancer. And she was told she had just a couple of weeks left. So the husband said, you know, you've always wanted to go on a boat cruise. So he decided to take her on a boat cruise. And when she was there, and there was only one space left, the woman said, you know, I'm going to die in the next two weeks. So you go and make sure you take care of the children. And he said, that's what happened there. So what I'm saying, you might look at something from the outside. But you don't know what is going on on the inside. Now, can you imagine cursing that person? We're just saying this now in your prayer. I curse this person. May God judge your life. And God looks at you and says, that's why people will get to 
heaven, you say workers of iniquity. In other words, <laughs> dangerous prayer people. Are <laughs> you following what I'm saying? Mean people. Alright? That's the wickedness that is manifesting and not love. That's why it's important we say this, that will. Alright? That's why you put up, let me just put up this Psalm 51 and verse 16 and 17. Psalm 15. No, not 16. We've put that up. Verse 6 to 8. You see what David said. He went there. This is where he talked about broken spirit. Behold, thou desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden parts thou shalt make me know wisdom. And verse 7. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. In other words, he opened himself up. I was told as a Christian when I got saved that that psalm should not be prayed by a born-again Christian. That you are not to be purged with his own. So if anything is going wrong in your consciousness, you can't ask God to... you get what I'm saying here? Alright? I mean, the person that taught me that thing, fought with his wife, divorced, everything scattered. And why? Probably those kind of things, they never dealt with it. Alright? So the issue there is, go to God there in prayer, ask him to open. Now, so he gives you what is called the knowledge of truth. Now, the scripture says, if after you have seen the knowledge of truth, you continue, then the burnt offering can no longer count. You come under judgment. Then you're exposing yourself to judgment. After you have been shown. That's why the Bible says, some people keep going around in circles, ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of truth. So if you're going to have any victory, and David was, not only David, David said, the diseased condition of my soul has brought me upon this bed, such that men laugh at me, that his sins and iniquities have caught up with him. He said, true Lord, but thou alone shall bring me out of this. David was open with God. He wasn't fronting, but he was sure of God's mercy. He was sure of God's victory. Right? Which means he would look up to God and say this, and he was certain of it. So open up yourself to God. Don't front. Don't come out and say, you know, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, nothing is wrong with me. I'm this, this, this. And then you are dying. Open up to him. Let him give you what is written. Look at it. And inside it, it has the power to change and to transform your life. And God says, I will show you mercy. I mean, if you don't know, you're a child. You don't know that if you walk down this place, the law of gravity will set in and you break your bones. You're just walking. And that's what happens to people in life. We go into things. We don't understand the laws of those things. We do it. It's like a child falling, not knowing the law of gravity. Bones get broken. But then, if your bones get broken, you don't blame anything on the outside. It's your own ignorance. So you say, open the book concerning this. Where did I miss it? And he shows you those things. And when you see them, you make the adjustment. So victory will come by the song of praise, but by repentance. And repentance means your change of attitude in your approach to things because of the evidence of truth. That's what God was telling Paul when he said, my grace is sufficient. God said, God told him, my grace is sufficient. He said, tell this demon to depart. He said, the demon can't depart like that. He said, my grace, your weakness will be removed. The sins will be removed and it will be replaced with wisdom and the knowledge of truth 
in your consciousness and then there will be a transformation. That is the only way we can have real and solid growth All right, right there within the body of Christ. And that's the mixture between the old time message and the righteousness message. In other words, you are righteous, you have the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you can walk up into the holiest of all in an unclean state for God to cleanse you. Do you get what I'm saying here? Right? But to say that you don't need any cleansing, then what begins to happen is there will be an accumulation of debt, right? Which is what happens and then it manifests itself. So, go before God, sing the songs there, he opens the book, read what is inside the book and then there will be a transformation that is in your life. And that transformation largely will be in the place of love, which means your demonstration of love all right, towards other people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And by the power of your spirit, we ask that you establish us in this truth and in all righteousness in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.